What's up guys, Connor O'Hanlon here for episode number three of the Con O Show, and today we're going to be discussing um, cults of personality, um, particularly in reference to um, Donald Trump and how it has affected the current Republican Party and how it affects our modern day politics. Um, just to be clear, we'll be going over uh, definitions you know, definition of cult of personality, definition of a cult, uh, just my opinion on the current Republican Party, uh, history that's gotten us here, etc. So before we get into that, uh, if you're the first time you're hearing this, this is the first episode you listen to. There are two other episodes that if you enjoy this one, you can go check out or you can listen to those ones first. None of them are in chronological order. It doesn't really matter. You can listen to them at any point. Uh, but I would suggest that you can go check them out and you can follow me on Facebook at The Con O Show or you can follow me on Twitter at Con O'Hanlon. And that's the, that's the best way to uh, stay up to date. And obviously, if you enjoy the show, please do share it as that would be awesome to start to grow and get a community. And lastly, if you have suggestions on topics or on guests, if you want to see a specific person come on, obviously, if they're like famous or something like that, like be within reason. But you can always email suggestions to me at ConnorOhanlon13 at gmail.com. Or you can leave comments anywhere you see. If you see this on Facebook or Twitter, send me messages on there as well. Um, totally open to that stuff. So uh, but I have some other uh, other topics planned for the future, and obviously intermittently we're going to talk about current events. But while we have this uh, time for the coronavirus, there's not going to be that much of like current events that are not coronavirus related. So I want to go and take time to like dive into specific issues that are kind of separate uh, from the current events of today, because obviously. There's only so much you can talk about with coronavirus, et cetera, et cetera, and I'm not a doctor. So, uh, like, I can't tell you, or I'm not an epidemiologist or whatever it is. I guess that would be, like, uh, that could talk about pandemics and stuff like that. Now, if you knew one that wanted to come on and talk, obviously that would be cool. But, so, for right now, like, if we have topics that are broad, that's what I'm going to do for now. And once we get back to, like, the, well, hopefully, once we get back to, like, somewhat of a normal, um, uh, day-to-day life and like news is like news again we'll go back over to like watching clips and do that stuff uh rather than just you know corona stuff so today cult of personality and you may have heard of that phrase before you may not have heard of that phrase before but uh you know i learned about it through the song the cult of personality uh and i just thought you know, that's a good song. It was on Guitar Hero. But um, the more I've, you know, grown up and researched into politics and all that other stuff, um, you come to identify this kind of stuff with political movements throughout history and political movements today. So my argument today is that the Republican Party is a cult of personality around Donald Trump. That does not mean, here's the normal caveats of everything, that does not mean that people are necessarily brainwashed or anything like that. They're just guided in a specific way that aligns with this opinion, and that is why I'm putting it out there. Okay, so 
it's not about personal uh, attack or anything like that. So if you're if you love Trump and you're listening to this, okay, that's cool. Um, I disagree with you vehemently, and maybe maybe what I talk about today could open your eyes up a little bit. Uh, so. First of all, I guess let's go into the definition. What is a cult of personality? So I looked it up. Uh, the definition is a situation in which a public figure, such as a political leader, is deliberately presented to the people of a country as a great person who should be admired and loved. Not crazy, right? That's That sounds exactly like what it would be like. It's propaganda-filled, etc. And it's not necessarily unique to one country or one system or one ideology, which I think that's why it's kind of nice to discuss it in this way, because like we're not going to be, uh, you know, type fit to, okay, well, what is uh, authoritarian leftism versus rightism, whatever. It's just, no, this is a broad cult of personality, right? So what separates that from, a cult or what ties it into a cult well one of the definitions because there's a few uh, different definitions of cult but the one that I'm using in this context is a misplaced or excessive admiration for a particular person or thing that tied with the definition of cult of personality you can probably see where we're going with this um, because if you take ideology and throw it out the window, right? If you have no personal opinions or beliefs or anything like that, you just look to what does this one person say? Okay, I believe that. That unless there, there's obviously exceptions to that where it's like, yeah, you're talking about um, a doctor and you listen to the doctor for their opinions. That's different than saying like everything that this person says is correct and I'm gonna follow it no matter what because they're right all the time um so this is a little bit this this is where i get into my opinion piece where it's i believe that the republican party is reaping what it sowed for the last let's say well yeah for the last 40 years at least if not more um running on i guess more than eight. it'd be 60 years if you're talking about like around i guess it'd be a little less than 60 years with nixon um where they start running on these things like the southern strategy and this might be something to learn uh talk about more down the road with like race and how it affects uh specific um voting rights for people but the southern strategy was the realignment uh strategy of Richard Nixon when he was running against uh, Lyndon Johnson uh, after the passage of the Civil Rights Act. And the uh, the Civil Rights Act obviously um, changed the dynamics of things where the Democrats used to be more of the conservative party and the, the Republicans used to be more of the liberal party, at least on social issues. Um, this realignment changed things and uh, since then, because the Southern strategy was that uh, Richard Nixon wanted to go after Southern racists to um, bring them into the Republican Party, and that way it would um, ensure his victory basically following the Civil Rights Act. Um, because a lot of people that were racist at the time, they did not support the Civil Rights Act. So, obviously, that strategy 
seemed to have worked. Um, and it was limiting. And then you combine that with the war on drugs, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, that's another topic. But when we talk about this, it's context, right? So since then, we've had a number of presidents that have pushed that boundary even further, even further. And it's come to um, these xenophobic rhetoric that is very thinly veiled dog whistles and the disintegration of unbiased media. And obviously saying unbiased means that it's more in the middle without opinion because in the middle is also relative but um like the creation of fox news or the creation of talk radio and this stuff that is just totally let loose this has allowed these people uh, these leaders to skew public opinion now it's nice when you get people like I can do this right now and I can sit here and I can talk to you and I can have this conversation, right? But it's different in the sense that I'm not on cable news and I'm not brought on there to present unbiased news. I am here to give you my opinion. Now, it's not so clear when you watch Fox News, CNN, MSNBC, what is the slant? Where is it going? Who is Who are they targeting? That's also one of the episodes that is coming up is an analysis of corporate media. But for today, we're going to talk about one wing of it, saying the Fox News and the right wing um, radio hosts like Rush Limbaugh, Glenn Beck, these people have been grooming the listeners for someone like Donald Trump. Like saying, supporting Things like, uh, or people like Ronald Reagan, George W. Bush, these people that have done, you know, pretty heinous things, right? It makes it really easy then to just go from, okay, Ronald Reagan, he had some, you know, I guess thinly veiled <laughs> If you can even say some of this stuff was veiled, like saying welfare queens and all that other stuff, like that was all racialized and xenophobic and racist. Um, so then when you have someone that just takes the mask off, it's not that different. And people are still willing to just follow it because how many millions of people watch Fox News? How many millions of people listen to Rush Limbaugh every day? A lot. Millions and millions. That information is, well, I would say it's not even information. It's disinformation or misinformation. And this is like the brew of you mix that history of these xenophobic and racist policies. And these policies of social distrust of each other. And you... You racialize everything and you politicize everything and you like you take issues and just meld them into this culture war and everything like that. And you can just see how quickly this can dissolve into 
a battle of two different cultures or one of the believers and one of the non-believers. And that was where this cult of personality idea comes from. Because Donald Trump has over a 90% approval rating from the Republican Party and the Republican voters. Now, I know there's going to be, there's, there is some dissent, just as this, there's dissent from people like me against Joe Biden, right? And like Hillary Clinton, but there's definitely more on the left than there is on the right. People will say that people tried to stop him in 2016. That lasted extremely shortly. That lived so shortly that it was just a blip. They tr- they barely tried to stop him. And he's really just passing the exact same things that they would want. The problem then becomes... Okay, now he's doing some absolutely heinous things. And I'm not saying, like, just, I'm not saying he's, like, doing something just right now. I'm not saying a specific uh, incident. Just in general. Let's just take a broad example. He does something extremely heinous. Well, there's going to be at least 50% of people that will be like, okay, it's fine. Because it's the personality thing. It's that I care about him and what he says goes and even if he tried to bribe another country or he tried he's enriching himself or whatever because these actually are specific issues with him it's okay because you know uh hillary would have been bad too the false equivalencies are huge in this sense so i'm not saying that it's unique to Donald Trump, but I'm saying that it is unique to him right now in the sense that we're in unprecedented times and it's people are ceding ground to him and just giving him powers that he shouldn't have. And it's unquestioned. And we and and another great example of how we got here is something like the Patriot Act or the war in Iraq, where we just give power to George W. Bush to do whatever he wants. Like when you just give and give and give to one of these one person, then you got problems. So it's the democratization of everything. You need to spread everything out. Just risk aversion. (laughs) So if you have that one person that can just go, okay, well, we're just going to drop some nukes. That's a problem. And there's that, that's even more history. You can look back at how um, Henry Wallace would not have dropped the nukes versus uh, uh, Harry Truman. And these, it's all personality-driven. It has nothing to do with ideology, which is really, really, really frustrating. Trump has a near identical functional ideology as just any Republican. Seriously, it's it's the same. But people in that party admire him and love him because he just doesn't care to mask anything. He just says what he feels like. And, you know, he can tell 
the reporters to f off. Basically, he can just tell anybody off to their face. It doesn't matter because nobody they can't do anything to him. He should be he should have been impeached for the emoluments clause in the Constitution for self enrichment with all these hotels that he has. He just refused to give them up. He just give them to his kids. Okay, cool. He knows he has them. He knows he's gonna have them after he goes back. Like, oh, it's it's insane. <laughs> so it's all a toxic brew of the history mixed with Fox News and mixed with right wing talk radio. And the personality traits and these fights around him as a person versus him as an ideology or his ideology, the republicanism, is an issue that the left and Democrats are failing at fighting. The Democrats in particular, but the left is part of that. Because otherwise, if we're not part of that, we're just on the outside, and that doesn't matter. If you're gonna try to fight a guy that has no shame, his supporters don't care. He's even said, I can shoot someone on Fifth Avenue, they don't care. If you can do that, how do you run someone or compete? When you put someone up that has no ideology, no base of like, this is what I am, this is what I stand for, that's it. Now, I know I said in my first my first episode, we were talking about the progressive movement moving forward beyond Bernie Sanders, right? But Bernie Sanders is a great example of what needs to be brought forward if we want to disconnect from personality. Now I know that might sound idealized because as of right now and I as I said in my first episode personality plays a huge part in this. But moving forward ideally it cannot and it should not because Let's just take let's just take the 2016 example. Hillary Clinton didn't go up against Donald Trump based on solely on ideology and saying like, "Hey, look, I'm better on this, this, this." She may have mentioned that stuff, but she tried to counterpunch with the oh, you know, crooked Hillary. Okay, well, she's gonna come back with, um, you know, the basket of deplorables. And I know that was that's not exactly a one for one thing, but just roll with that for this example she didn't run on like medicare for all or like whatever her equivalent would have been she didn't she it was just i'm not donald trump so i'm the lesser of two evils and that is not a winning strategy and that cannot be a winning strategy that's going to sustain power we democrats should never lose a presidential election there's more democrats there are more people that are on the left than there are on the right. And yet they continue to blow it because they're running on personality like this and that. Joe Biden is a great example of this now as well. We had a choice where we could add someone that was running on 
Green New Deal, Medicare for All issues. Instead, and this is, you can have your opinion on how we get here, but instead we have a candidate that is running on me. It's me. I'm the guy. Don't worry about the policies. I'm not as bad as him. And I'm going to be marginally better than what's been in the past. So they say, at least. It's such a low bar, and yet they can't clear it. Because the second that you run on your personality, that cult of personality starts to kick in. The Fox News, the Rush Limbaugh people, go nuts, sowing discord against you. The second that you try to impeach Donald Trump on his corruption in Ukraine, guess what? Joe Biden, your son was messing around in Ukraine. Hey, guess what? Hillary, all those emails, you're pretty corrupt too. Now that's, again, it's we're dis, you have to disconnect from what I'm saying from what they're saying. I'm just putting out what they're saying. I'm not equating what Joe Biden's son did with what Donald Trump did. But that doesn't matter because all this cult of personality needs is a tiny seed of an equivalency or hypocrisy and that just justifies them more and more and more and we're lucky at this point that the cult of personality is only 90 percent of the republican party or 90 whatever percent and it's not a hundred percent and it's not all independents and you know what even some democrats who knows when you start to crack down on the first amendment you crack down on people's human rights as a basic uh, as basic human rights just disappear. The Fifth Amendment gone. Or sorry, the Fourth Amendment gone. Is that what we were going to do with Bloomberg? Personality? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Attack them on personality, personality. Bloomberg got rid of the Fourth Amendment. <laughs> like functionally... Just allowed for unwarranted searches and seizures if you were a certain skin color. Is that what we want? Is that marginally better than Trump? No, it's not. That is the problem. You can't beat a, a cult of personality with another cult of personality. You need a movement of people that are willing to fight for their material interests and the material interests of 99% of Americans even though it doesn't seem like it's 99%. That same atmosphere and system of propaganda that has held up people like Trump, people like George W. Bush or Ronald Reagan, it's the same one that has just skewed people against one another. If you're black or you're white, you probably have the same interests. If you're a Christian or you're a Jew or you're a Muslim, you probably have the same interests. We're all in this together. I'm not a class reductionist, but a lot of this is really, really straightforward. If you just look at it as we're all in this together and they're pitting us against each other. And at least half 
are following a person that was a reality star. All he is is a personality, and that's why it's so obvious that it's a cult of personality. But it, it was just as obvious if it was Ronald Reagan. People wear Reagan Bush shirts. Ronald Reagan was a terrible president. He was a racist, and he was a terrible president. People talk about the debt and deficit. He tripled the debt. He locked people up, created the biggest wealth inequality boom in probably the history of the United States. Until now, maybe. <laughs> and yet, he's idolized. There's, no, there's not really an equivalent. Maybe, maybe, if you talk about like JFK and to a extreme lesser extent maybe uh, Barack Obama because he was historic but Obama was still getting criticized from the left based on his drone program or based on a lack of a public option that's the difference you don't hear the criticism of Donald Trump not from the right, at least. And that's the thing. If you took Bernie Sanders and you, to counteract the idea of a cult of personality with uh, someone on the left, particularly Bernie Sanders, because I wouldn't say that Joe Biden has a cult of personality. He's just running on his personality. If he had a cult of personality, he'd be winning on his cult of personality. And yet, what happens? I'm pretty concerned that Joe Biden's going to run on his personality. He's going to go, uh, you know, whatever he says, Sleepy Joe, Sleepy Joe, he can't win. Crooked Hillary, that stuff, that stuff works. I mean, if he wasn't president, it'd be, it'd be funny as hell. But he is the president, so it's, it's like extremely concerning. So let's just take that Bernie example, right? Bernie definitely has some uh, sycophants, like any leader would. Now, to get to a broader sense, and I guess maybe it's just a definitional thing between what I consider a cult of personality and what somebody else would, but Bernie's supporters would throw him under a bus metaphorically of course if he just decided to not support medicare for all or a green new deal or whatever one of these issues were to different people it's going to be different issues donald trump has said that mexico is going to pay for the wall or um he's going to have a complete muslim ban or all this other stuff and he's not he's not the wall's not built Mexico's not paying for it. Now, he actually did get the Muslim ban pretty much passed, the travel ban. But a lot of this stuff is just, if he started backpedaling and he started talking about, well, he when he ran in 2016, he's like, I'm not going to cut Medicare. I'm not going to cut Medicaid or Social Security. And now they're talking about cutting Medicare and Medicaid and Social Security again. They always do this. But the people... And he's going to lie. For That's another thing. Is that he can lie all he wants and nobody calls him out on the right. That's the thing. 
He gets away with it every single time. Bernie would never get away with that. Not by the liberal media, the quote-unquote liberal media, not by leftist media, not by his supporters, because the people that support him are based on his ideology. And any leader has people that follow them blindly, but the difference is that Trump has no... It's not a... I, I am lacking the, the term right now. It's not a spine. It's There's no frame there there's no skeleton <laughs> it's it's just fat and muscle just like piled on it's just there is no structure whatever he feels like one day that's fine everybody still supports him that's fine he he cares about the economy and whatever so i trust him that's a problem and that shouldn't be allowed the only way we're going to be able to fix that is by actively pushing against personality-based campaigns, actively pushing against candidates that have no backing ideology. If you don't have an ideology, we can't tell what you're going to support. If you do have an ideology, we can at least say, I either agree with you, I don't agree with you. You know, Mitt Romney is a pretty good example of somebody that I can say, he does not have a cult of personality, he has an ideology, and I vehemently disagree with him, and he, I think he's wrong. I think he has, you know, borderline at least been criminal activity, uh, he's extremely wealthy, and I he made that money off of the immiseration of a lot of people. But his ideology exists. Trump one day could say he's a fiscal conservative, and then the next day he's a populist, and then the next day he's this or that. And socially he can say he's, you know, he's for abortion, but yet he's uh, putting up all these anti-choice um, uh um, anti-choice judges, he's putting all these people packing federal courts, packing the Supreme Court. We have to change it. So I'll say with that, um, I apologize for um, some noises that may have been in the background. Uh, I'm still working on some of this stuff, figuring it out, making sure that it's uh, it all works out. Um, If you have a specific topic you'd like to see, please let me know. If you have questions that you'd love me to answer, that'd be awesome too. You can send them to me, whatever. If you want me to do live streams or something like that as well, uh, that'd be awesome. Just, I really thank you if you've made it this far. Uh, thank you for sharing it. Thank you for liking it. And thank you for listening in general. Um, all this is off the cuff, so obviously when I am looking for certain words or whatever, just know that I am trying to be genuine and give you my actual opinion. That is what can separate us, and I think that's probably what is going to separate or make my next episode about the corporate media and explaining 
how I see the dynamic. Um, so I apologize if there's um, silences because that's just me thinking <laughs> and that's just uh, the nature of actually just giving an opinion off the cuff um, and that's how you can just get these rants that go over 30 minutes. <laughs> but regardless, if you enjoyed it, you can follow me, uh, follow the show, share it, please, thank you. Um, and any guests you'd like to see, send them my way. If you'd like to be a guest and you'd like to discuss a certain topic, please, by all means, let me know. Um, so thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, this is episode three of the Kano Show. And I will see you guys in the next one. Thank you very much.